Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah! You and I haven't done a show together in about a month, it feels like. I, I don't know when the last time was we were together. It's correct. I think it might have been Jim Brown died that day, right? And that seems like it's been a month. It's been a long and time. And I wasn't. Wow. I and you were out that day. I don't, I don't think I was there You that were day. out that day. So the last no. time the three of us did a show together, I can't even, I don't know. I know, because I was saying, like, I'm not used to being in this chair anymore. Because you, when I'm not it's here, when so you're not odd. here, I'm in there. It's, it's, but it's good to see you. And congratulations, Jason Grandpa you. again. Grandfather, uh, my daughter had a baby boy. He already has his first ball glove. Love it. Uh, he starts pitching lessons in August. <laughs> Did you so get a lefty glove to try to train him that you way? Know, a friend of mine asked me, you're not buying a righty glove, are you? I said, yeah. you know what? I've done the research. Everybody going to be a righty. Is a righty in yeah. all likelihood he'll be a righty. Yeah. But if by chance we've got a lefty, get then. That pitching going right away. Yeah, I mean, my goodness, it's so much easier for the lefties. And what's his name? His name, and I love this because it went back and forth. It was originally going to be Emerson. That was my uh, paternal grandfather's name and my dad's middle name. Right. Instead, they decided to go with Van Emerson Tui. So Van Tui sounds like he's going to grow up and do something important, whether it's academia, athletics. That does sound very fancy. Van Tui. I like it. or, Or a bass drummer. Or could a, be a musician. Yeah. Got Van Morrison. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, Van Halen is part of a last That's name. That's true. Go ahead. When you sent the pictures yeah. of your new grandson, the only thing I thought was he's got a better head of hair than Tyvis already. It's his hair's unreal. <laughs> he does have a better hair, head of hair than Tyvis. It, like, comes – it's full lettuce. Full. Now, Joe, the father, my, my daughter's husband, who's a, a news anchor on uh, a local affiliate here in Cleveland not named Channel 3 – he does the seven o'clock for another station in town. He's I got like he's got like the thickest head of hair I've ever seen ever. Mm. Period. Hayes was born with so much hair. This is a true story. My granddaughter, she was born with so much hair that Apple racially profiled Joe <laughs> as an Indian. You know how they take your photos and they'll put put them to music. When he was when she was born, yeah. Apple and, and and the Google Photos app saw that there was all these pictures of this baby with like. Marv Albert hair, you know, Marv Albert hair. Yeah, sure. And so when it produced a video of recent memories, it put yeah. Indian music to it thinking it had to be an Indian baby. Like India, India or India. American India? India. Oh, India. India. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Whole Southeast Asia. I laughed. I was crying so hard. I was laughing when I saw that the first That's time. Funny. <laughs> you got a daughter, but it's hey, great. Real quick, Jay, it's we great. got a little breaking news real quick. Sure. Well, it's for one of our guys, Boogie. Oh. Boogie has officially been named a USFL nominee for Sportsman of the Year. No kidding. Wow. I cannot think of anybody. Wow. Well, I can't think of anyone else who plays in the USFL, but I can't think of anyone <laughs> rather than Boogie who I would think would represent Sportsman of the Year in that league better than our guy. That's Boogie fantastic. Roberts. That's kind of like the Walter Payton Award of the USFL. Sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. It's like the most prestigious. Now, I wonder if they, if the voters or if the league, when they nominated him, was aware of his comments on our program about John ja Morant, I thought that Boogie was phenomenal that mm-hmm. day. He spoke about gun violence in inner cities. He spoke eloquently. He's educated on the matter. Obviously, he grew up in a very tough area of Los Angeles. Uh, I thought he was tremendous that day. I don't know if they were even aware that he's a member of a regular <laughs> sports right. show or not. Yeah. But um, I'm, congratulations yeah. to Boogie. Is there a website that, that people can vote? I don't know. I just saw the tweet pop up on our Twitter timeline. That's awesome. Well, that's good. I'm going to look into that. I'll see if he, uh, if we can. And if there is a fan vote and Boogie doesn't win, I'm putting it all on the UCSS yes, fan. Yes, that's right. We'll, not we'll implore them to vote for Boogie, and I can't imagine anybody else going to have a bigger campaign. Yeah, no, listen. Certainly not. Vote for Boogie. Something I never thought I'd say in my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> vote for Boogie. Go ahead, McNuggets. And also, while we're mentioning the USFL and Boogie, the Maulers are playing the Panthers in the playoffs this weekend. Tickets are still available. You can find all your ticket game scheduling information at USFL.com. 
Boogie coming off a knee injury, says he's 50-50 on playing. We Ooh. hope he's going to play. But either way, make sure you get down to Canada, support Boogie and the Maulers this weekend as they take on the Pittsburgh – or the Michigan Panthers. Is this the semifinals? Boogie. Semifinals, so correct. So four yeah. teams make the playoffs. Correct. They're in. They lost to the Maulers – or the, the, uh, the Panthers. They beat the Panthers in the last week to get into the playoffs. Oh, they did? So, yes. Well, they could be playing for a championship for crying They out could loud. be. And we're going to be giving out a bunch of tickets next week for the championship for free. So Good. make sure you guys are tuned in to UCSS throughout the week nice. to find out how you can win those tickets. We're giving out a bunch. Like, yeah. you have a lot of opportunities to win tickets. Here's a reason to, to try game. to get those tickets alone. Forget about the football you're going to see. But if, if by chance the USFL ever blossoms and becomes this – Huge secondary league. There are tickets from Super Bowl One that you can find on sale on Amazon that go for tens of thousands of dollars. The actual ticket stub from Super Bowl One. Wow. Because it wasn't that big a deal. By the way, I've got a good story for you in that vein. I feel like I gotta sneeze. I know you look like you have to sneeze. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you. Excuse me. Disgusting. So this is a funny story. You made me think I it's think natural. I might I don't think I told the story on the air when I found out about this. I think I might have told a couple of you guys this off the air, but this is an amazing story. So a good friend of mine calls me the other day, was telling me that his uncle uh, was the beneficiary of the uncle's, like sister-in-law, something died. There was nobody left in the family. So the uncle was going through her stuff and was able to keep whatever he wanted because he was her only heir. She had no kids. So he goes through this closet that had crazy sports memorabilia. Apparently, she was friends with some of the Brooklyn Dodgers back in the day. So all this stuff is found. He finds a shoebox full of ticket stubs. So shot heard round the world ticket. Even better than that. He Not fa- the baseball. He had two ticket stubs from Jackie Robinson's first game in the majors. They're going on auction. Apparently they're going to sell for at least a half a million dollars. If wow. not more. And that, he's got two of them. That's incredible. Incredible. And they're in perfect, you know, as, as much as a ticket can be in good shape. You know, the baseball <laughs> from the shot heard around the world yeah, game oh, yeah. is like the holy grail of sports memorabilia. No sure. One, no, one, no one knows no. where it is. It's amazing. No one has ever come forward and said, I caught it. There's, Man. you know, they tried to do Zapruder film type stuff to, find to out. see who the ball's hand right. landed in. I read a book about it. The closest they came to it, I believe, was a nun, a, a Brooklyn area nun who yeah. went to the game. And there's some thinking that she may have donated it to the religious charity to be sold later when the price gets so high that right. you know and that but, people forgot but about it or something. In, in, unless I've missed the actual resurfacing of the baseball, uh, it's I never doubt you actually missed it, it yeah, it would have been, been big major story. news. Yeah. Wow, those tickets to the Jackie Robinson debut game. And that's just for that. Like, supposedly the box is filled with all kinds of tickets that might be worth, you know, less money. But Can you imagine that? Oh, my God. And she didn't tell anybody that this no, existed? No, never. I don't even know, you know, who? Know, I don't know the woman at all. So, I don't, I, who knows if she even knew they had value. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, that is the game. You know, that oh, is yeah. the game that changed the sport of course. forever. Yes. Forever. Yeah, I hope Amazing. they get a big price. I know... There's a series, uh, I think it was on Amazon or Netflix, about yes. um, the sports card industry. Right. And they the, the whole thing centered on the Jackie Robinson house. jersey. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. The guy, I can't think of the guy's name. I didn't he's see got a funny it, but somebody was Star, me about I think it. his yeah. last name might be I, Star. Yeah. But um, that was a fascinating documentary. In the end, Jackie Robinson's jersey didn't get the price they thought it would, but... Uh, Babe Ruth's jersey is the highest sold jersey of all time. How much did get? How much did I that? I think it was $10 million, I think. And they wanted $12 million for mm. the Jackie Robinson jersey or something along those lines. Mike. We're going to get into the Imani Bates pick in a sec, but I just got one more tidbit I have to add in here. I just got word that Indians legend Carlos Baerga is going to join us today at 12-15. Wonderful. So, Great. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We, we love Carlos. the legend. Carlos He's been has been on the, been show, on the before. show before. Yeah. Yep. And he's coming back at 12.15. I wasn't awesome. on Great. when he was on with us last time, but I played. I wasn't either. I played with Carlos in a uh, charity softball game, and he was, was so nice. I, was I wonder if he'll remember your swing. He might. I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll ask him to grade <laughs> Bulls' swing. running slow to hey. first base. <laughs> Bulls. He is a nice guy. You're right. Oh, so a nice. Tremendous human being. His son played That's in the hilarious. game, too. His son was like a good – I don't think he, he – he didn't play – I don't know if he played professionally, didn't make the majors, yeah. but he was – he was a good college player, I yeah. believe. Yeah. And you Very didn't good. tell us about this goal. Well, his son, his son gave spilled the beans. He said, well, I got a long way to go. But, but I'm My just goal saying. is to play adult league softball next summer. 
It's not a long way. I think yeah. it's very attainable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's you've got nine months to get there. Yeah. Eight months to that's get there. Goal. I thought I thought that was kind of cool. I'm like, man, like that. That's like me being like, yeah, I'm gonna go uh, and uh, get some pass rush in. You know, put off as a lineman. Adult league can, softball yeah. is a little easier than pass rushing. Nah, I, uh, no, listen, we're, yeah. not, we're not training for that. You I, know what? Yeah, I think your goal should be semi-pro football. They have some semi-pro <laughs> teams. There's a semi-pro team in Cleveland. That's true. You, you, I, I believe that you could go out there I, and help a semi-pro team You right should now. play on the defensive line with Boogie in the USFL. That, <laughs> now, that's a goal. That's, yeah. That's listen, a goal. I watched uh, – me and Earl was in McKinley High School. We went to do the, the, the Hall of Fame high school yeah. thing. And we walked through, and the USFL guys were in, the, in, in my high school's weight room. Now, yeah, right. It's not a regular weight room. That, I mean, they put a lot of money into that thing. But I'm looking around, and I just was like, man, I got sick to my stomach. I said, can you imagine if I had to do that today? I want no parts yeah. of this. One more hit, you're not walking ever again. No, one more. Listen, I can't even get on roller coasters, let alone. <laughs> no, yeah. What are you talking about? Let's keep it to, like, maybe flight football. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, listen, that should be a good goal for you. And, and then, you know, that's a lot of cutting, too, Jay. I can't, you don't get sympathy when you're 50. You tear ACL. Nobody, Trust me. Nobody, nobody don't show up to that hospital. <laughs> your wife done dealt with it six times. She's like, listen, that was your fault. Yeah, I know. First, <laughs> first two times, I got babied like oh, a child. Well, third time, I got I got looked at like, this is your fault. No, you, you did, that's <laughs> you did all this to yourself. That's on your mix. All right, yeah, yeah, you mentioned the Imani Bates pick, and that's where we're going to start today because obviously the Cavs had just the one pick. It was the 49th in the draft. There yeah. wasn't a lot of anticipation around it because you usually don't find life changers at 49, but this might be an exception. This young man's history is a bit up and down. He was, uh, he was the max prep freshman national player of the year. And the Gatorade National Sophomore Player of the Year. Yeah, I mean, this kid, once upon a time, was in the stratosphere. I don't want to say LeBron James, because LeBron wasn't just the next no. superstar. LeBron was tabbed as yeah. you know, the chosen one, one, of a, one in a lifetime. Right. But Imani Bates, once upon a time, not that long ago, four years ago, this guy's national stock was unbelievable. Then he hit some, some roadblocks. He went to Memphis, didn't have a great freshman year, sort of underperformed. Penny Hardaway was his coach there. Averaged fewer than 10 points a game. Transferred to Eastern Michigan. But the big thing here, guys, was the gun charge that happened in December of last year. He's on probation for 18 months. Not a good look. It's a high-risk pick for the Cavaliers. And quite frankly, I was interested to see not if the Cavs would take him because I know the Cavs had been – It was they were very public about their interest in this young man. What stunned me was, what, would he make it to 49? I thought yeah. someone else yeah. might take a flyer, yeah. and that's no what, one did. And that's what makes you think that, like, that's all the stuff we know. You just went over all the public information. Right. What, 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 don't what else know? don't we know? Good like, point. how much of a yeah. pain in the ass is this kid? You're right. Because to be that talented, that just four years ago, he was the number one, pro- not the number one prospect in the state, the number one prospect in the country, yeah. and four years later, teams at the end of the first round are not even interested it makes me think that this kid's got a long way to go. I'm also, frankly, till proven otherwise, I don't trust the Cavs as an organization, and I don't trust Bickerstaff as a coach to be able to get the best out of this kid. If he were going to Miami, if he were going to San Antonio, yeah. I'd say, yeah, probably it's going to work. Second-round picks are such a long shot to begin with. Obviously, this kid is talented enough to be a first-round pick, but and I don't know enough about him. So we'll hope for the best. And it was worth it to do it because what's the downside? It's a second round pick. I agree with that. But, you know. G. Bush, um, when you take a guy at 49, oftentimes he's not on a roster no. two years late. No, no. Um, you don't expect a guy like that to make a difference. But I know you were advocating yesterday for the Cavs to take him. Mm-hmm. And the Cavs had been interested in him publicly for a while. Yep. Are, I just look at it as it's it's a lottery ticket. You get to scratch it. You get to see what's on That's it. Right. It's better than not having a ticket. Yeah, I, I think this is the best case scenario. Well, actually, we go back to that. I watched them. Actually, I think I text McNuggets. Like, I text McNuggets. I was uh, in, in the lab just down to YouTube. Uh, watching uh, watch, his highlight reels. I was watching highlight reels. Well, I had watched them in Memphis. I had, I had a chance to see him a couple years ago play in these AAU tournaments. And he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Like it was, he won the National Player of the Year two times in a row. So the the, the stock that Wimby has now, we he you didn't hear about Wimby when you was hearing about this guy. It was just crazy. Like you you see how people develop, but when you watch his game, he he jumps out at you because he takes these tough shots. But if you watch the NBA and you watch it in the in the playoffs. All those contested shots Tatum hits, all them yeah. contested jumpers and 
like the, the stuff that NBA dudes do, he does that on a regular basis. Well, he shoots 40% though. That's yeah. that's what scares me. And, and he and by the way, he takes a lot. He takes a lot of bad shots. He does. He takes a lot of Can bad that be shots. Coached out of a guy McNuggets. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? The fact that he just takes a lot of bad shots. Can that be coached out of the young man? It can. Here's my two cents on Bates. And we talked about this yesterday, whether you take a swing in the second round, take a guy you think could be just a guy. Right. If Bates is okay and willing to rechange the way he's played basketball for 19 years, he has the talent to be a long-term NBA player and an impact NBA player. Wow. He has not shown anything throughout his two years of college and his last year of high school that gives me any indication he's willing to change. You mean coachability? He, 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 co- here, this is what Jonathan Gavoni, who's ESPN's NBA right? draft expert, yeah. wrote as his I, final I write-up. Yeah. Steve, you can take this. I'll read this word for word. Standing six foot nine and having just turned 19 years old in late January, Bates' tough shot-making prowess and overall scoring instincts hold some appeal, but he plays such a losing brand of basketball on both ends of the floor, making him a relatively tough sell. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what jumped out at me, too. I saw that losing sell, and I'm like, yeah. that's a red flag. And there's a reason he, he lasted this long. Again, with, with the skills he has to last the 49, there's a reason. A lot of the teams said, this guy's he's a loser, or yeah. he can't be made. Now, hopefully the Cavs can – but, again, there's no – we keep we, – we've said high risk because he's a knucklehead, it appears. But it really – But it isn't because – No risk. Well – You expect to get nothing yeah, out of your second-round pick, I disagree with the no risk, and I'll tell you why. I, yeah. I, I agree with you. I don't think yeah. it's high risk, but there's risk involved, and here's what it is. You have to look at the state of the NBA right now. One of the game's faces, young faces of the game, is in trouble over gun charges. Yeah. And so – I, I do think that the risk involved here is if this blows up, the, the the narrative around this is how in the hell can the Cavs in this moment, right, in the John ja Morant moment, take a kid who had gun problems at Memphis? Yeah. I, I mean, it just seems but like that would, it might be tone deaf. The only the only thing I'd say though is. If it, if that happened, they cut him, and and the story's only a day. I think I they, get you it. move but, on. Like yeah. from I, a basketball standpoint, there's no risk because he's the 49th pick. I, yeah, I, I look at it like this: the Cavs have to. Like, when you're a small market, and let's be clear, you know, in the NBA, there's not really a, a large market, small market type things. But what you're talking about is when you got a kid like this, the Cavs a aren't getting free agents. B they're never going to sign a top notch grade a tier guy that they, they just can't do it. What they have to do is they have to draft guys like Mobley and Garland hope they pan out and then sign them in, in that way and make your team competitive. But where the Cavs can get better and where the Cavs can catch certain teams is if you're Kobe Altman, you say, okay, we don't have we got a mid level exception. I'd rather put my resources into this guy than Dean Wade. Give me Lamar Stevenson can't do what he do at the no, end. Right. I buy that 100. That is fact. But, but <laughs> this kid, I, it's doubtful that he's helping the Cavs this year. Well, no. And you said a good thing. Yeah. It's the infrastructure. When they had Porter Jr., they worked and they worked and they tried and they tried. They had to ship him off to Houston. Right. I don't know if they have anybody in their organization that the Cavs like a certain type player. Right. You notice if you know really notice. They ain't really had no bad apples. Well, and that's also LeBron. part of the risk. They're yeah. bringing one in. Yeah. Potentially. They had no, that's true. They had, when LeBron was here, they took the Shumpers. They took the J.R. Smith. They had Kyrie. Yeah. They had, they, look, Kevin Love, like, was, was ornery sometimes. LeBron made all that go away. Like, yeah, I got it. Don't worry about it. I'll handle it a certain way. Because he was that alpha ringleader on yeah, the floor. Right. On the floor. I don't know that they he, have that. Yeah, they, I don't think they do either. Darius Garland's not going to pull you aside. Now, Donovan Mitchell might be a guy that is a good influence on him and says, listen, man, if you want to get a certain way, you got to do this A, B, and C. Um, and, and sometimes you can take one or two, one headache, right? Mobley doesn't talk. Garland ain't saying nothing. I don't, you don't see anything from Jared Allen, right? You, these guys, all good character kids don't do anything. Yeah. Guess what? Maybe if you put them in there, you work on them, but he has something that you can't teach. He's 6'9". That's he true. can pull up. He could do a lot of different things. The question is, hey, Cavs, do you got some some you got the front office people? You got the people person, the guys that follow him around. Is he in a club? He's not. Yeah. But you got him on a routine. He needs do. the guardrails now. All the guardrails. We'll find out if the Cavs have yeah. it. Mikey? Yeah, G, I think you hit on one thing that has to be hammered here. His skill set is something that is not on this team. 
And in the second round, I think you're looking to fill out your roster with guys who may not make it, but if they do, brings a different element to the team that you don't currently have. And there's yeah. no one on the roster at the size of Amani Bates that can make shots contested or open at the clip he does. And, and now, he's yesterday. not a great athlete. No. He was the you know, most highly touted prospect since KD as a sophomore. He hasn't grown or gotten any more athletic since he was 15. Do you want to hear his combine testing so numbers? Slight. Yes. Do you want to hear his combine testing numbers? Out of 57 qualified people who they tested, his lane agility, he came 48th out of 57. His three-quarter sprint, he came out of 55th out of 57. His wow. standing vert, 51st out of 57. His max vert, 49 out of 57. Yeah, not He's not and as far as his measurables go, he had the third smallest hand size out of 67 qualified people. The at 6'9"? And he's the only player at six not over 6'7 who has a wingspan shorter than 6'11". So he's like not he's not super wow. athletic. He's and that's why a lot of guys caught up to him so in the what recruiting is he? rankings. He's a tall He's a basketball scorer. player though. He's I a mean, tall scorer. Yes. Yeah. And you don't have to be super athletic when you're 6'9 and have a great jump shooting form to make shots. Right. But he's not a guy who I think projects to break guys down off the dribble. Oh no. He's a guy who's going to catch it in the post, step back, shoot over guys. And make open threes, which is what but this Cavs team needed and hasn't yeah. had. He's, he's like a forty percent shooter last year. He's a Paul that George. Me. He's a Paul George without the early Paul George athletic ability. He's not jumping over you. He's not done. If you see, if you look at him on a break, he's not high flying. And by, by the way, he's not a guy that could give one dribble and blow by. He's not a blow by guy. He's going to have to come off screens. He's going to. But what he can do is that's why it's impressive because he's not a great athlete. There's always someone in his face a little bit and you watch these highlights, right? I mean, this is a, this is a post play guys are in his face and guess what? He's gonna pull up. Look, he's a tough shot maker he, and that is what the Cavs didn't have from the wing and you don't have to be super athletic. If you can make tough shots, if you can make pull ups, step backs over guys with your hands out because you're six nine, you usually have a spot in the league. Now, can he get it all together mentally? Will he lock in on defense? Will he learn to pass the ball, which we didn't see at Eastern Michigan? Maybe, and if he does, he certainly has a role on this team. But that skill set of being 6'9", and as G mentioned, being a tough shot maker, the Cavs didn't have anyone at the wing yeah. position last year who could make any of these shots. And his and passing he, game was non-existent no. last year. He doesn't pass. He might need to eat. Does he eat ever? <laughs> I, mean, I know I eat too much. But like, salad, I know his biceps, <laughs> he, he his makes biceps Mobley look the fat. size of most people's wrists. Yeah. We, we put him on Mobley. Get it. I, I heard Tristan McKenzie said, damn, that guy's skinny. <laughs> Oh my God! I think Cleveland may have the skinniest yeah. pro athletes of Jeez. all time. Hey man, you put Sticks, Kenzie, and, <laughs> this guy and Mobley, yeah. and now Amani Bates. By the way, one more thing. I'm Mike. taking all three of them for for dinner. Yeah, they and I'm dropping eat. twenty bucks. Mike, who was the kid you mentioned that you knew in high school that you thought maybe the Cavs could draft in the second round yesterday? Jalen Wilson, and I don't believe he got drafted. He didn't get drafted. So, like the way you were describing that kid, like, and a lot of the players drafted in the second round are guys. Like like the Cavs already have, like a Dean Wade or Lamar Stevens, like yeah. that maybe they can be contributors to the back end of the bench in the regular season, but they're probably not playing in the playoffs. This kid's, you know, there's probably like a a two percent chance he becomes a really good player, but most guys you draft in the second round, it's probably less than that. I mean, we'll see, but they got It's if, hard to get overly if excited. The, if, the, if the Cavs want, if the Cavs want to be good. They at one some point in time are going to have to draft somebody that no one knows, right? And make them good yeah. because I, you you watch, yeah, Miami. like a Jokic, yeah, like yeah, Joker or the two teams that played, like the, the Miami Heat had guys I had never heard of. Yeah, you but that's because they that. got Riley and Spolstra. But here's the they thing, get though, that. G, yeah. G, yeah, you're right. But to your point, G, like this isn't a guy that no one knows. This right, is, this is somebody they this know. This is a this is what I think. If nothing else, it creates a lot of interest, not just here locally, but yes. around the league. Everybody is going to keep one eye on what this kid does because once upon a time right. he was supposed to be him. But and if we'll you see. if you had to bet right now in five years, is he a good is a serviceable NBA player or out of the league? I'd bet out that's of the a, league. That's a good bet. If I, I had to bet, I hope I'm wrong. I'm going to say I, I mean, here's my yeah. eternal optimism. Yeah. I'm going to say serviceable okay. player. I, I'll say listen if if he if he could if he was 17 years old. 17 yeah. when he got the gun charge. Yeah, he, he actually reclassified and went to college early. So he had a tough year at Memphis. He was 17. Yeah, that's tough for anybody. <laughs> like you that's the major. And by the way, one. Memphis isn't the best city to go to college. No, it's to, not to right. Like it's not really the greatest city to just be walking around in. So one thing I will I will say he, he's from Michigan um, and, and the, what you hope is 
he looks at that Sports Illustrated cover and say, look, I'm playing in a city where another dude was on a, used to be on a Sports yeah. Illustrated yeah. cover. Yeah. And guess what? I'm feel slighted. Like, guys like that got egos. Like, if you if you went from that to now Wimpy is all that, and you like, wow, I'm in the second round. He don't get no guaranteed money. He's not. He might be playing for the can charge or whatever the charge they is now, or Cleveland charge, Cleveland whatever. Charge. But at the end of the day, if you the Cavs and you hit on that lottery ticket, guess what happens? Everything will look a lot better. Sure, you can now you say now. Now you like, well, he's six foot nine and he's lighting it up, and we never thought we'd what, have a guy like that. So what scares me about him is I'm sure all or many of the NBA teams spoke to him. Yes, and. You get a sense when you, not always, you can be fooled. I think John Morant fooled a lot of folks after his first gun charge. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think a lot of people um, listened to, there, there was, he was contrite. Um, he was apologetic. He seemed like he was remorseful. I bought it. I thought, you know, this kid is on the verge of turning his life around. And then mm-hmm. not long after, boom. Right. So you can be fooled and teams have been fooled a lot in the past. But the fact that many teams talked to him. Yeah. And they all passed on him for the most part twice. That that scares me yeah. a little bit. That means there were a lot of red flags from other teams that thought about him, mm-hmm. but in the end said he's just not ready. Right. He's just not ready. We'll find out, yeah. I guess, uh, in short order. So Before we move on, though, let's let's grade the pick. What do you guys? What did you give the pick? B grade minus. Pick. B minus. Yeah. Because you don't you don't get an A in the in the second round unless it's five years later and it was Joker. Yeah, I mean. I give it a C. I give every okay. second round pick a C. I don't I, know. I'm, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to give it a B plus, and yeah. if it turns out to be good, well, then it's going to be an A. Then sure. it's going to be good. Yeah. And <laughs> I like the and, and I I've been I've been tough on Kobe. Right? He said he ain't making no big moves. I will give him credit for taking a swing like this because he, the risk reward behavior. That's a good point. I'll in, give him credit vacuum, for that. He said I'm taking no big chances. Right. No, no no major changes. Right. And now, granted, there is context to this. But he just landed, at no cost, yeah. a former high school player of the year right. and a former high school player that was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. What the hell? Right. Take a swing. Yep. You're in the game. And we'll, I, I, I have nothing but high hopes and the best wishes for the kid. That's right. I'm, I'm pulling for him. And I would be if he was in Detroit or Atlanta yeah. or wherever. I'm Hopefully hoping he turns like his hell life around. he can turn his life around and become a positive example. Yeah. Here's what scares me. I thought this this morning when I read the article. What scared the hell out of me was the gun charge. One of the weapons that he was found to be in possession with after he ran a stop sign had a missing serial number. And you know what that means. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he <laughs> you, got you, to. you know what that means. Yeah. That gun was either stolen, purchased, or in all likelihood had been used in the commission of other violent crimes. Yes. That's, that's when guns have missing serial numbers. So. I, it's not a good weapon to be found. I mean, it's not like he just had a regular weapon. Did he have? I don't think he, it was weird because I don't think he had ammunition. It was unloaded. It was, uh, it was unloaded. It was unloaded. But, but the weapon still, was in. in if on his nothing person, else, it showed terrible judgment. Terrible judgment. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I thought. Yeah. I'm like, God, man, when you have a gun with one of three serial numbers missing, yeah. that's a really bad sign, yeah. and um, it, it speaks to probably the people that he's with. And how they get access to those weapons. I've heard stories about how you get these guns and what these guns sig- si- symbolize, and it's not a good thing. But all of that being said, nothing but the best wishes for him. McNuggets? We got a YouTube poll and a super chat to get to based on this topic. And whenever we bring you comments from the internet, it's brought to us by PCC Airfoils. If you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, well, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. Brody's bottom line says Michael Red was a second-round pick. Yeah. Very true out of Ohio State. Fun fact about Michael Red: we both played for Coach Jim O'Brien. I have a better winning That's percentage true. as a starter oh, wow. than Very Michael Red does oh, wow. for he Coach went there. OB. So okay. uh, we have two mile horn there. <laughs> Four and O, baby. Four career starts. Never lost. Is what it is. Uh, we asked the YouTube is chat, is. did the Cavs get a steal in the draft with Imani Bates? And 32, uh, excuse me, 62% said yes. And I'm actually going to agree with them. We don't know if he's a steal, but I think he's absolutely worth the risk mm. to take at 49. Because as G mentioned, it's pick number 49. Yeah. There's no risk. And of all the guys taken between 49 and 60, he certainly has the highest upside. So I would agree with that. I'm with yeah. you. All right. All right. Very good. Uh, we, we moving on then? We are moving it's on 11.30 to on the dot. That's when we're supposed to move to the Nick Chubb game. The Nick exactly Chubb. on the oh. dot. What the hell's and, that? 
I have to set this up for you guys. So, there is certain things that come across the timeline that make you say, there's no way this could be real, right? There's no way. So I go and I research it and I go, holy crap. It's real. This is real. So I saw a Nick Chubb stat last week, and I've been saving this for a day. Jay and Bull were on the show together because I know ah, you guys love good Nick Chubb, carries, analytics, love. running the ball, love. run the damn ball. <laughs> I've been saving this for you guys. So I went and I dug through the internet, scrubbed the bottom of the ocean for the most absurd, insane Nick Chubb wow. stats I could went find. To that depth, huh? So I have. Did you find anything down ba- there? Bad timing oh, yeah. for that yeah, joke. Bad timing with that one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That was terrible. Yeah. Bad job. No, my bad. Hand Holy up. God. Hand up. My bad. Sorry. That was that was not meant to be jerk. insensitive. I apologize. I uh, that's my bad. I, I that, yeah, that that was terrible. So we're just gonna move on. I'm sorry. That, that it's okay. Terribly. It's okay. Uh, it happens. So there's there's nine of these. Some are real. Some are fake. Oh, you're gonna. Oh, we're gonna see if fake. you can decipher oh, what is a real Nick Chubb fact and what's a fake Nick Chubb fact. All right, come and on. just well, to give you guys. If it's a fake Nick Chubb, then it's not a fact. No. So what's a real fact and what's made up? There yeah. you go. Okay. Fact or fiction? Nick fact Chubb. or fiction? Crazy Nick Chubb stats, and what you need to know is I didn't change it from 2.2 to 2.3. Good. It is either good. real yeah. or it is fake. All right, there good. is okay. no none of that. There's, there's no half answers here, like yeah. like there is. We've seen him play yeah, that we've game definitely a lot. Seen him do that bloody. <laughs> no, this is either fully true or fully false, yeah. and we're doing this to amplify how freaking good Nick <laughs> Chubb no, he's really tremendous. is. He's even better than we think sometimes. Anthony, let's drop the PCC read here. We're moving on from there. They're going to be busting my balls back here for. Some stuff, so I'm going to get on theirs. And are you guys ready to play the first official? Is Nick Chubb even better than we think game? We're ready. It's a Let's long title it. for a game. So are we, are we writing, ready? Are we writing You're gonna fact write or fiction on here? Fact, or, fi- fact, fact or, fiction. or fiction. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Fact or fiction. Number one. In 2020 and 2021, Nick Chubb broke a total of 118 tackles. The most of any running back in the league. Is that fact? Or is that fiction? See, now again, you've got multiple, you know. Th- it's either all real or all fake. There's no. So you, it's not going to be well in 2020. He did, but not yeah. in 21. You're saying over that two-year span. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I got it. I got it. And this is 1,000% correct, my answer. Is that ready? Yep. You're writing a lot of letters over there, bro. Let's go. G. Bush. That's says a that's a fact 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 <laughs> guess what it's fiction <laughs> it is fiction dalvin was cook he, actually broke dalvin cook dalvin no. cook what? the most tackles over that two years by span. how many damn it by three see that is kind of yeah. that, is, Derek, that is kind of so that's Derek Henry finished third mm. it went dalvin cook nick chubb Derek yeah Henry. but you see what he did there he said i'm not gonna say 2.2 and 2.3 yeah. out of 118 tackles he was he was minus three from the leader. Mm. That was totally true, though. Or it was totally true that it was. Yeah, wrong. but there it was, was not very, a, very, very close. There was not half of it that close. was wrong. Okay. Close second. Question or statement number two. Nick Chubb has generated 1,312 rushing yards over expected since 2018. The most by a running back over the last That's five fiction. seasons. That's fiction. It's 1,311. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm annoyed because I, I think I knew that the first one was fiction. You did? I think I knew that. I think I knew he was second. I'm pissed that I said fact. I'm doing it again. Fact. Jay says fiction. We have two facts from Bull and G. And the answer to this one, Steve, when you're ready, it is real. Damn it. This is the stat I saw that made me go on a deep yep. dive. This was from ESPN Next Gen Stats which inspired the rest of us. But that is true. 1,312 yards over expected the oh, most of any running back 13. in that span. Okay. And what that stat tells you, to, or tells me at least, is that... He should be getting the ball more. No. Yeah, I agree. No. No. <laughs> when you have one of the best, you use him and what he does. You could make that argument, sure. But what it tells me is that when sometimes people will make the excuse, well, oh, Nick Chubb's only so good because of his offensive line. But that tells you, no, that he is succeeding at a level beyond what his offensive line is providing him. Sure. You know, it's kind of what he's earning on his own to some degree. Go ahead, Mike. Number three, the third statement. 
Nick Chubb is the only running back in NFL history to average at least five yards per carry on 100 or more carries in each of his first five seasons. Once again, it is either all true or all false, or all fact or all fiction. I think somebody else did this, but I think it's a tremendous record. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that Jim Brown did it, too. At least. Jay says fiction. G says fiction. Bull says fact. The answer. And our new leader is Adam the Bull. Wow. Bull is now advocating 26 carries <laughs> for Nick Chubb He's in 2023. Thank you so much. Listen, with this, at this rate, Nick God. Chubb is going to be the MVP. Hey, Although, guys, maybe he's... That's crazy. I, maybe he does average such a high yards per carry because they don't overwork him. What I don't understand that's here is stat. how... I mean, Jim Brown did that for his career. There was one season in which it was not. But that brought his five-year average down? In each of his five seasons. Not over oh, careers. Each of his five, five seasons. Yeah. yeah, there was one year where he did not. You're right. Each yep. of his five. Okay. We'll get to a Jim Brown-related question later that you may have just answered for everybody for everybody. Probably. So, I mean, if go. it's Jim Brown-related, we all way know to go. it. We all know it. Well, it's Jim Brown tied into... You'll, you'll see. We'll okay. get right. it. Don't worry. Okay. Don't worry. Sorry. Question number four. The Browns went 6-0 and last season when Nick Chubb carried the ball at least 20 times. Are you really putting this effing question in there? <laughs> this absurd After question. Fiction. You know what it is. I don't think it went. I don't. Um, 6-0 last year. I think that's a fact. All right, excuse me. I think that's a fiction. You do I, think it's fiction? I think it's fiction. Because I, I don't believe it. Fact. Jay says fact. I think it was like five. Bull says one. fake. G says fake. And guess what? It is fake. They were five and one. Damn it. Which game did Those? they lose? Uh, the last one. And I'll have to go back. Uh, it was. No. No, it wasn't the I, last one. I haven't one. written down. Hold on. What was the one game? I Probably, that, was it, no, it wasn't New Orleans either. They oh, New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. I thought it was five. Yep. I thought, thought it was five and one. Five and one. Mm -hmm. I can't. I don't remember him having 20 carries in that New Orleans game. And by the way, if Njoku catches the ball, they win and it's they're a six, six and, oh. and oh when yep. he carries the ball 20 times or more. Cause and effect. Very simple. <laughs> Zero very cause and effect. Very, very, very simple. So we've gone through four, and Jay, you're 0 for four. It's terrible. 0 for four. Do you four. love Nick Chubb? Apparently, he's he's. Better than we thought. No, apparently he's not as good as I think he is. What a spin zone. That's, I mean, what a spin zone from Jay to get off being 0 for 4. I mean, I'm, yeah. here's the other thing, too. I'm discounting the fact and the man trying to think how you're thinking. Yeah. Like, I'm not even thinking about the number. I'm thinking, brain. what is Mike doing here? All right, next one. Question number five. Nick Chubb set a Georgia Bulldogs powerlifting record with a one-rep max squat. 725 pounds. Fact or fiction? And it can't just be the amount of weight is wrong, correct? Correct. All right. 725 is crazy. The most I've ever done is 595. And I'm a lineman, but he is Nick Chubb and fast from Georgia with nothing to do but lift weights. I'm gonna go. Go to Brave Braves games. Yeah. Hawks games. He's not gonna talk. To go to a lot of strip clubs. A lot of strip clubs apparently in Atlanta. Yes, there is. Bull says fiction. Magic City shout out. Jay says fake. G. No, Jay said that fact. 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 <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Mike can't read. G says fact. The answer is fiction. At this point, I want to go Owen for whatever. He does not have the record, and there is no record of him ever squatting 725 pounds. That was fake all around. By the way, if Jay goes winless, Wait, are we going to have a squat? parade? I thought it was deadlift. Well, we have a parade squat. for Jay if he goes winless in this. I don't want a parade. <laughs> it's the biggest mistake Cleveland sports fans ever made, and I know it was a small minority of them. I, for, we had, I can't believe we, we didn't get into that yet. All these years we didn't did this show. Oh, I've, I've pissed on it a couple times on the show. <laughs> I mean, I think it speaks to the, fan, the mentality is, of the fan. That is a loser mentality. <laughs> it is a loser mentality. Yeah. When you celebrate going 0-6, oh, that's the Oh, oh, God. Don't get me started. <laughs> Score update through five questions. Bull has four. G has two. Jay is still waiting to get on the scoreboard. I'm now I'm just going to go with my uh, – go 
gut the other way. I felt like All right. I had it stands a move. Next it statement is, is it fact or fiction? In 2019, Nick Chubb reached 21.95 miles per hour on an 88-yard touchdown run versus Baltimore, the fastest speed reached on a touchdown that season. Man, see, that could be all right. I, I remember this game very vividly. And Baltimore was coming back, too. Boom, 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 boom. Jay says fiction. G says true. Bull says factual, so that'll be real. And the answer to keep the streak alive. <laughs> I remember it too. Jay loses. Yeah. I do remember it. Yeah, yeah, well, like he got it right. It is true. He had a nice little. He had a nice little touchdown where he was weaving in, in between people earlier in that well, game. Well, but the end of it, it was a dead-on straight sprint. Right. And you get that was when you really saw. Oh, yeah, this guy's got world-class speed. I'm a like, secondary fact on that run, Steve. This is not the next one. He held over 21 miles per hour for 41 yards, which was the longest time in a five-season span that ESPN's next-gen stats That's have tracked the speed that long on one single play. He's and he's look at his sneaky. size. He's sneaky. Like, he's sneaky You can't fast. use this guy enough. You can't use him enough. <laughs> Why is he? Hey, listen, I'm sorry, Jerome Ford. We're red-shirting you this year. <laughs> <laughs> We don't we're not even running the ball this year. <laughs> right. Like, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> You're right. We're just going five, five wide. Chubb out left. <laughs> Chubb staying as a blocker. <laughs> Tight end. Blocking back. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Next up. It's a long, long statement, so bear with me. All right. There were only 129 instances of a running back having 190 or more carries while maintaining a five yards per carry average or better. Nick Chubb's done it five times in five career seasons. Tied with Jim Brown and Barry Sanders, the most all time. I think I've seen this somewhere. How many years? What was Nick Chubb's rookie year? See the kick, eighteen. So he's played. He's played five years. He's played correct? five years, yeah. correct? Uh, the. I don't know if he had 129 carries in his rookie year. No, he'd have to have 190 carries. Uh, oh, 100. I mean, I, I think for Chubb that's attainable, but for Jim Brown, remember, he played some years where I think they only played 12 games and then later 14 games. Yeah, but in those days, he was probably carrying the ball like 25 times a he game. He's the workhorse. Yeah. I'm going to go with true. Uh, it's, it's, so it's, I think it's not, but I'm in my reverse logic, I'm going to say that it is. Bull says I, I don't, I false. Fiction. G and J say true, a.k.a. real. Will the streak continue? Will Jay's winless streak continue, Steve? It is real. Oh. Jay's on the board. I Jay thought, is on the I board. I thought that Barry Sanders had done it more than five. I didn't think I Chubb had 190 carries his rookie year. 192 early, carries as a rookie. Remember early in the season, he wasn't playing that much. No. They were using Carlos Hyde and uh, that was somebody smart. else. <laughs> That was good. He ended with 192 carries. Yeah, he, Jim he Brown. took over second half. They traded away Carlos Hyde, I think. They did trade him. Yeah. Yep. All right, two more. Statement number eight. In 2020, Nick Chubb averaged 10.03 yards per carry in the fourth quarter. That's the highest number for any running back in the last 30 seasons with at least 30 fourth quarter carries. That's the stat that made you say, wow. Wow, this dude is that good. If this is if this is true, if this is true. Jay says true, Bull says true, G says false, and this is not only real, this may be the most absurd yeah, stat in the history that. of running backs. Man. I agree with you, Mike. Seriously, it might be the most hyperbole. absurd stat. You know, I'm not, Read that yes. stat again. That is not hyperbole. How many no. carries, do we know how many carries it was? Two. No, he was at least no. 30. I don't know how many carries. I could do a deep dive With on it. At least 30 carries. That's this, crazy. This stat came from NFL Live. They tweeted it out. I can find you the Just amazing. The he stat, was incredible that year at the fourth quarter. He just Think about that. Th at least 30 carries. So let's just even what say What was their 30. record that year? In 20. That was the playoff yeah. year, wasn't it? Yeah. What was their record? Playoff worthy. Yeah. 10 6. Did they make yeah. the playoffs? They were good. They won a playoff game? They did. Hmm. Cause and effect. Oh, he'll okay. be carrying a lot the ball a lot in the fourth quarter this year if they have leads. Freaking better. You got to have a lead to run the ball in the fourth quarter. 
They had a lot of leads. But I really do think that might be the most impressive individual you know what, running back stat I am not going to say that that's prisoner of the moment. I, I, it's that, amazing. That is absolutely astounding. Not just that he did it. The fact that no one else has done it. And it's one thing if it's 10 carries and he broke an 85-yard rush and it distorts it. 30 right. carries is an entire and, game. And honestly, like, to me, that stat is what drives my insistent me mentality that, that he's not used enough. They're saying that, well, we have statistical evidence that after 17 yards per carry, he gets he, he's ineffective. That flies in the face of this. It's crazy. Like, just look at this stat, Paul D. Podesta. The guy is a Mack truck that gets stronger like no running back ever has in the history of he the game as the carries. game goes on. Two yards per carry, that's That's, that's insane. He that's the first time carries. first down every time he touches the ball. That's the, you know what? Hey, can you imagine? Can you imagine if, if, if the Pittsburgh Steelers had him? Oh, my God. <laughs> they, 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 that's why I always like. Can you imagine if the Baltimore Ravens had Nick Chubb? I know. They would know. bring Nick Chubb and beat you to death with, with, with Nick Chubb just bludgeoning you down after down. Yeah, and then, then he'd be out of the league in four years. But he had a Super Bowl. They, Chubb is Question the, right now. You get yeah. Nick Chubb for 10 years and one playoff win, or you get him for five years in a Super Bowl. What you taking? Of course you take it. But no they, question. What? What? I no mean, question. Well, so so you think if Nick Chubb had averaged three more carries a game, the Browns would have a Super Bowl right now? Uh, the anecdotal evidence is 1,000% absolutely they would have been better They're, over that time. I mean, he's thir he's probably third in carries during that time. So, I mean, should how be many first. more carries could he be? He should be first because he's doing something that no other running back has ever done. Use him. Do you want Aaron? You got a cheat code. Do, use it. You can't you, use a running back in the fourth quarter when you're losing games. You can. I mean, because a lot of those games they were one score games, yep. especially last year. A lot of those score, a lot of those games. Again. And I thought not not last year, but two yeah. years ago, I thought we panicked when we were down one score late in a lot of those games. I thought we panicked even like down one score in the second quarter. You see, pass, 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 punt. Like, hey, it's early. Uh, again, use we've em. argued about this a million times. Nick Chubb gets plenty of carries. I think they've been smart with it overall. Of course, there are examples in certain games where they could have given him the ball more. We'd all agree on that. But overall, he gets plenty of carries. He's not being underutilized. I don't I don't see that at all. Well, but. we will always disagree on yeah. that. Go ahead. Big Nuggets, this last one. And just, we do have one more, but just in case anyone thinks I'm making it up, this is the graphic from NFL Live in that oh season. Oh, my God. It's just, it's not even close. And I just looked up. So this is curious. first, second, and third, right? Derrick Henry was second. Aaron Jones was third yards per that, carry in, the in that season for running backs in the fourth quarter with wow. 30 carries. So I mean, guys, in in the, in today's era of pro sports, what, that's Barry Bonds ask. That's Barry yes. Bonds stat. Yeah, material. that's crazy. I wonder how many carries he got comparatively in the fourth quarter to other players. We don't know. I don't know. I don't know that off the top of my head. I do know it was a minimum of 30 carries, so it had to be at least. That's a certain not really threshold. that impressive. That's just two extra. That's two carries a game. You know what I mean? Over the whole season? For for what? Fourth quarter carries, minimum of 30. Like, if it was just 30 carries that he got in the fourth quarter, and I don't know that it was, you know, then it's a sample size problem. Right, that's less than two carries a game. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Or two fourth quarter carries Yeah, two fourth quarter yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And look, he only averages four carries but that's what I'm saying. I think it. For I career. think by having the minimum, it washes out the guys who I know, get but it. like... Right. Did, so, so to Bull's point and yeah. to my point too, like it could be a it could be a sample size right. skew. If if Derrick Henry or excuse me, if if Nick Chubb had 30 carries, but Derrick Henry had 75, right? And Aaron and and Aaron Jones had 84. That's well, a big then difference. that's like saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. wow, Kevin Moss averages a home run every seven at bats. Right, right, right. Well, right. you know, you did it for such a small yeah. So I don't know what the now it's fine if those guys have more, but as long as it's close. Yeah, then, I want you know, those numbers to be close. Yeah. And based on the disparity between the numbers, I bet it wasn't close. I don't know. I bet you it was because I remember that year as that was going on, thinking, man, he's just killing it in the fourth quarter. Well, and I feel why like why would you put minimum thirty carries though? Because I think to just wipe to out take, the guys who had, you know, weren't, I, weren't full time starters. I get that, but why not like? It, just average, so if a running back gets 16 carries a game, which is probably about the average, maybe a little below the average, that's four per quarter. I want the minimum number to be 16 times four. I want it to be 64. Minimum carries 64. Yeah, or at least or at least three and a half per 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 quarter. 50. 
Yeah, which would yeah. be fixed. Oh, actually, I, I got your numbers. Okay, okay I got great. your numbers. Nick Chubb had 33 carries in the fourth quarter. Okay, how many did Henry have? 79. Okay, that's exactly wow. what oh, yeah. I hypothesized. That's why you're... And just, how many did Aaron Jones, I bet, didn't have as much? Wait, 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 wait. This is... Kareem Hunt had 83 fourth quarter carries that year. That's impossible. No, it's oh, not. Oh, he wasn't here. Yeah, he was in Kansas City yeah. then. No, it says no, Cleveland. No, he it was. says Cleveland. 2020, right? So, wait a minute. In 2020, Kareem Hunt had 83 fourth quarter carries and Nick Chubb had 33? According to the football database right now, yes. And I'll have Anthony look at this to tell me I'm not crazy. I am reading that correct. That 33 for Nick Chubb and 83 for Kareem Hunt. Good God. Yeah. How many did Aaron Jones have who was third in the yards per uh, uh, There's 50. no way Kareem Hunt had 83 carries in the fourth quarter. It doesn't I, make any sense. I don't remember. I, don't, I can't double check that. I'm just saying I've you guys, found a you website guys that You guys do have to it. consider that Nick Chubb missed some games that year. Nick, Nick Chubb in 2020 missed four games. He got injured in the Cowboys game, missed I think, three that games. That is true. Yeah. Nick Chubb only played 12 games that year. Yeah. So, so he had 33 yeah. carries in 12 games, which is... But the stat, the stat's still impressive, but it's a little less impressive that his body of work in the fourth quarter was so small. Nope, I'm going to give one more to back Chubb. His longest carry of the 33 was 59 yards. Of Derrick Henry's 79, he had a 94-yarder, and Aaron Jones had a 79-yarder. Okay. So that does skew it a little it bit in their favor, too. It does skew it a little bit back too. in their favor. Yeah, back in Chubb's so. favor. But it's, it's, just, it's a very small sample size comparatively. And it just goes to you show know, you. Derrick Henry had twice the carries in the fourth quarter that Chubb had. And it just goes to show you. Compared to those other running backs, those guys are getting the ball when it counts. Way it, more. Way more. Well, Even I though he missed I don't four know that, games. I yeah. don't know that those numbers are accurate because I can't imagine. Well, Green I mean, we have to, for this discussion, we have to assume they are. For this discussion. I mean, if, if he missed, if he played 12 games, that's four games of carries. Like, the, like Yeah, the, but but that what that means, though, is he played 12 fourth quarters. Mm -hmm. And that means that he averaged fewer than three carries per fourth quarter. Yeah. While his teammate was averaging seven or no, 16 games. He had 80 something, I think you said. 80. Who? Nick so, uh, Cream Hunt, according to this website, this so is he's the averaging football over database. five carries per fourth quarter. Well, yeah, he had 83 to 30. It, it, when Nick Chubb is, you know, that's what play action can do. Nick Chubb is in the game. You, you're going to, you know, you could run play action because they think he's going to get the ball. You you may end up throwing it more, but if it's Kareem Hunt, yeah, they might say, well, no, we're just going to try to find this and get out of here. What they did worked. Yeah, they made the playoffs. Playoff. So, okay, what's the last one? Wait, I found one more website that may have confirmation on this. Uh, I'll look. I'll look back into. I'm what just was the website, website that had these carry numbers? The football database, which has. I've used before. I, yeah, I think, they, it's, I think it's a pretty good website. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty good, too. I've used them, too. I... All right, last one from Nick Chubb. Is this fake or is this a real stat? In 2020, going back to that year, NFL running backs averaged 3.7 yards per carry against the heavy box. Nick Chubb averaged 6.9 on 63 attempts. I'm going to go with fact. That's still 6.9 in the heavy box is crazy. Fact. I, I knew fact and bull loose. you're going with? I'm going with uh, fact. No, f uh, fiction. Two reels, one fake, and the answer is real. That is real. And a final score update. Bull did not get that. J and G did, which means I think Bull is still the winner. We're getting our final tally. And Bull is our winner with six correct answers. J with three and G Bush with five. Nick Chubb's amazing. He's End a beast. Story. Nick Chubb's amazing. He's a beast. I mean, 6.9 yards per carry uh, with, with heavy boxes. It's crazy. But, uh, P PFL. By the way, Nick Chubb that year. God. How about this stat? Nick Chubb in the fourth, in, the, in 2020, in the fourth quarter with the game within seven points. Which he is had, most games in the NFL. Right. Now, there were only eight examples of, of that for Nick Chubb. Really? He, the only eight games where, where he the, played. Oh, where he played. He and the game was within four right. points, yeah. or within seven points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So in those eight games, he had 24 carries. So three carries per game in those situations. Yeah. He averaged almost 13 yards per carry in those situations. Derrick Henry, in those same situations. Probably half that. Derrick Henry, 
uh, in that same year, in the fourth quarter with the game within seven, he had 11 examples, and he averaged five yards per carry. So he averaged two more carries per game with in the fourth quarter close games. But only 40% of the yards. He averaged 3.2 yards per carry. So oh, Nick Chubb said, oh, wow. averaged almost 10 yards more per carry in the fourth quarter in close games. What than Derrick Henry, who was known that year also as their workhorse. Yeah. They're, you know, this just... I, I, don't, I don't get able to get too far into it, but when, you know, analytics is funny to me because, like, yeah, you can pick it. You, you can use them to use create them. anything you want. But, man, 13 yards a carry, you talk about there's a limit on what we want, a pitch count and all. I said, listen, it, it makes more. Hey, think about it. It makes it made it made more sense back then because we weren't even throwing the ball like that. No, we it, it made it, it now. Okay, you got a quarterback. You think you move the ball downfield? I get if you say we're going to try to move and do some things. But once again, boys and girls, Nick Chubb will be a big, huge part of this offense because if he's getting 13 yards of carry and six yards, seven yards of carry with heavy boxes, if Deshaun Watson does what he is supposed to do. Ain't gonna be no heavy boxes. Nick no. Chubb's gonna get pick. plenty of carries. He'll Without be top pick. five in carries again this year, even with the bigger influence in the passing game. I mean, he should be. That's that's like a baseline expectation. My point on all of this is that when you have a cheat code, and some of these stats prove that he's that. He's a cheat code. Yeah. When you have that, you use that. In 2020, they made the playoffs. They had a winning record. He said all these ridiculous fourth quarter records. Um, God dang. Use the guy. Just I, well, my fear is that we're going to Joe Thomas this poor young man. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a possibility. Well, he's halfway home. <laughs> Look, it's, a, it's a lot. He's of, halfway through his expected career life, and so, he's played in one play, or he's he's got one playoff win. That's why this year is. Uh, we keep going back to it. That's why it's so pivotal. Like the the, the amount of pressure because you talked about being 0 and 16, 1 1 and 15. You know, you don't understand. I I, I can't do that no more. I, people say, you know, G. Bush, you talk all the time about these guys and, and whether or not they're going to be here. Like, you just want them to lose. And I'm like, no, listen, them losing. Who would want them to lose? Nobody here wants them to lose. Like, if they lose and, and you got to get rid of Barry, uh, Barry and Stefanski, do you know what that means? That means everything that we sat through for the last one in 15 was a waste was a waste. Yeah. Nobody wants them to win. By, by the way, for Nobody all the complaints, Nick Chubb had more rushing attempts last year than he had in any other year of his career and still wasn't enough. Yeah, well, how much well, more would well, you no, want wait, him to have? They, they played 17 games too. Yeah, okay. So go yards per, uh, per, per, or carries per, per game. game. It would be second behind 2019. Okay. He had four more carries last year in 17 games than he did in 2019 and 16 games. So they had a full extra game, and he had four more carries. Right. Yeah. I mean, 302 carries is a lot. You it, guys make it, it seem is like a lot. he barely gets the ball. No, I don't. Nobody does. You, you guys do? No, what we, what we say, and I'm, yeah. I think I'm speaking for you too if I'm not correct me. What we've said is yeah. as much as he gets the ball, He's been our only consistent performer for the last five years at a skill position. Use him more. And maybe the reason he's been consistent is because they don't overuse him. The Titans have overused Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's been wildly successful. Not as good as Nick Chubb. And And by the way, he continues to churn it out. Like, look at his numbers. He's right there with Nick Chubb every year. Not in the yards per carry because... I don't know. What are their yards per carry? What how different are they are they for the last two years? So Nick for Chubb or, Yeah, just the last two years. Nick Chubb the last two years has averaged about five point three yards per carry. Okay. And where's Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry has averaged let's see. You got it, Mike? Uh for their careers, Chubb is five point two to Derrick Henry's four point eight. Yeah, I mean they're they're. That's a big difference. That's a half a yard per carry. That's not that big of a difference, Bull. Half a yard per carry. I feel that's a huge difference. No, because we're talking about five yards per carry is the holy grail. Like nobody's done that. Nobody gets there. Derrick Henry and and Derrick Henry's four point eight. The last two years, Derrick Henry's averaging four point three yards per carry. Okay. And and Nick, his numbers have gone down. The the. 
the last two years. Is he older? He is older than, than yes, this, he, Nick Chubb. Right. It's been seven so years in the league. I Henry, would expect. Henry's 29. So I would expect years his six numbers and seven to go down. Have been his two worst years in terms of yards per and carry. You would expect that. Well, part of that is because he got overworked. Part of that is also because bi- biologically he's two years older. And running backs, we know, get old real fast. I'm not saying Derrick Henry's old, but I'm saying we're seeing hey, a decline uh, in by, his production. By, by, by the way, there, there's, and I would want to tell people. Ain't no, there's no such thing as saving nobody in football. No, there that's is no nonsense. Save, like, like there's no save. It, it's not like you're less hurt. Like, if you don't get the ball next game, the, the damage is already done. All right, there's we've, no we've, saving it. we've beat this to death. I think at this point, we'll I see what it have. is this year.